Hello, everybody! Sonic the Hedgehog here, <laughs> and you're in for an adventure in the Hedgehog Zone! Hello, Sonic fans, and welcome to the Hedgehog Zone. My name is Luis, and today I'm joined by the Hedgehog Zone team as usual. Houston, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Luis. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, really excited to know what things you have for us in the Blue Rumor, which, as usual, we shall find out towards the end of the episode, too, because it, it is going to be video game related. And uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot in store. Lots of lots of interesting movement and news going on on that front. So I'm excited to see what we have in store for today. Awesome. Next, uh, welcome back, Luke. How are you doing, man? Uh, tired, but otherwise all right. It's good to be back. And then it is a, it is a little bit later for most of my team, as most of the team here is uh, in the East Coast or in, in the Central time zone. And uh, uh, me and Axe are actually in the Pacific zone. So uh, understandable, Luke. <laughs> Next, let's go with Shalise. How are you doing? Doing great, Louise. Ready to go. Let's get it going. Awesome. Glad to hear that. And finally, let's go with Mr. Axe. How's it going? Thank you, Mr. Louise. Uh, same old, same old. And I think this is going to be a fun episode today. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely going to be a really interesting uh, episode here. As is with everything... There are always two sides with the Sonic games, with the comic books, with the movies as well. So in today's episode, we are actually going to be introducing a new series called Versus Episodes. These are going to be a lot of fun. There's just a lot of things that I think we could have two sides on. And so to introduce the captains for both sides, I first want to start with Houston. Who I represent, who we should all represent. Sonic Adventure 1, right? The Sonic Adventure. What a phenomenal game. Whether it be the original Sonic Adventure or the director's cut, doesn't matter. Incredible game. Anyone who says anything different to that, I look forward to the challenge. Then we'll go on with Axe, who's going to be representing the other side. And I think the opposition is rather clear. Uh, I will be challenging Houston here with Sonic Adventure 2 or Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, or any version of the game that you've played. Sonic Adventure 2 is the peak of the series, so... Well, I think that's why we have a Versus episode. Exactly. We'll talk about this. We will. As gentlemen and ladies. Yeah, it's what Will said, and we're in for a really interesting, uh, friendly debate. We always keep things friendly here at the Hedgehog Zone. So let me give you all the rules so everyone is aware of how the rules are. First, anytime someone makes a point about a certain category, the following person has to address that point somehow, stating why their adventure was better. Possibly that point that that person was making might not be the right point, might not be the best point, of course, in the friendly way, as we said. And we'll keep going until we all have had an opportunity to speak. And... I should also add, we're going to be uh, speaking on a variety of categories. We do have quite a bit of of categories to cover uh, in each one. Also, as we said before, this is going to be more of a discussion than a heated argument. 
Uh, and of course, we're going to have disagreements because you have to have disagreements. Otherwise, it is not a versus episode. And so on the Sonic Adventure 1 slash DX side is Houston, myself, and Luke. And on the Sonic Adventure 2 slash 2 battle side, it'll be Axe and Chalice. So we're going to start with what we like to call start button. All of the teammates are going to go in the usual order that they'll be going when we discuss each category. And they're going to give their thoughts and feelings about this match that they're about to enter. And so the order is going to go as follows, I should say. Houston, then Axe, then myself, then Shalise, and then finally Luke. So let's start with you, Houston. What are your thoughts and feelings about this adventure battle? (laughs) Not to confuse it with SA2. You know... Here's the thing. I'm a Sonic fan through and through, right? I like them all. However, if we're going to compare the two, there is a clear difference between Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2. And I just don't see how Sonic Adventure 2 is going to be able to overcome anything in these categories. I just don't. And I'm very interested to find out what Axe and Team SA2 see as, uh, you know, the triumph for them. Okay, well, um, for me personally, I'm just uh, very, I don't want to say necessarily excited, but something similar to that going into this, because, you know, these are two of the, uh, two of the biggest games in the franchise, and I think a, a lot of people uh, have like certain like feelings about one over the other, or maybe both or neither. Some people don't like either one, and they're wrong, but um, both of these games are great games. I'm not going to say that one is trash or anything, you know? I just think that one is a little bit higher than the other. But uh, but now, now we're going to pass this on to our teammates here. So I, it's it's kind of interesting, and and people who heard our <laughs> our first episode will probably question as to why I'm on SA one because I did put Sonic Adventure Two Battle as my number one. But looking at different categories and whatnot. I, I'm going to stick with, you know, the first adventure and not to say like, like you said to Axe that Sonic Adventure 2 is not as great as Sonic Adventure 1. To be honest, in this episode, we had to pick a side and I was like, you know, I'll, I'll go to the Sonic Adventure 1 side and, and I'll, I'll discuss in one of the categories what ultimately sold it. So SA1 is, is where I got to go because of this one thing they, they did. So next, I'll go with you, Shalise. Well, for me, because when we first discussed going over this, I actually went back down memory lane and went back on my Xbox and replayed these games to try to compare them and come up with a good versus battle for this. And I think I got a good versus battle ready in my mind for this one. So I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do this. Luke, what you got? Okay. So, uh, yeah, at, like I said in an earlier episode, SA2 is my first game, so uh, I don't have any bias towards SA1. I played it years later, and uh, it, I just love everything about it. I love SA2. It's my second favorite Sonic game. But Adventure just gets so many things right, like the atmosphere of the game. It feels more like the Genesis Sonic games, like the levels and the music. Uh, I love the story. I love the characters. Gamma, oh my god. Big the cat was he was there too. <laughs> um other than that, um 
just the way it controls, like, I don't know how to explain it, but the way it all controls, I know we're going to get into that eventually, but uh, it just feels even smoother than SA2 to me. Like I said, while I love SA2, I think in most categories, SA1 comes out on top. Um, I just had more fun playing it in the long run. Yeah, and and so like you said, we'll, we'll get into the categories here. Like as, as I mentioned earlier, we have a lot of different categories. It's really diverse and, and it's great. And these are the categories that we are going to be discussing tonight. Story, characters, gameplay, music, design, structure, and the impact on the fan base slash series. So let's get started with this uh, versus mode. And everyone listening does not remember the order. It's Houston, Axe, myself, Shalise, and finally Luke. Um, and also a quick reminder to everyone that so the versus mode is actually going to be two minutes per category. And for all of our listeners, we actually have a timer as well. So let's get started with the first category, storylines. Let's go with you, Houston. Tell us more about why the story is better in Sonic Adventure, Houston. You have two minutes, so... The reason why Sonic Adventure is just a better story all the way around is when you actually play the game, you're progressing in just this story that makes a lot of sense. You're it plays true to the classic Sonic feel, the Sonic, you know, games. And that's why I think that, you know, from a story perspective, you get to do so much with it. You get to like see Sonic in a new way that you know, you've seen in the past with the Genesis and whatnot and the uh, Sega, you know, prior to Dreamcast, this allows for us to really get to see it in a 3D way. This was a, a groundbreaking um, moment for the Sonic uh, Sonic franchise. And really, it's a classic. It's a total classic. And the story really is rooted in what makes Sonic so great. The other part of this that I think is just awesome is that when you pick a character, I don't know, let's say Knuckles, you can actually, you go through the entire game as Knuckles. You play the game as Knuckles. And that's so cool to me, more than I could possibly begin to say, because as you all know, I'm a big fan of certain characters, certain character. But I think that, you know, from a story perspective, you really can't beat that. I mean, you're going, you're going to try and stop chaos. You're trying to stop Robotnik. Same things that really root down. And while most games have similar storylines, there was just something about this particular story that just resonated with me for many, many years. And just from a setting perspective of the story, the timing, the pacing, there, there was a lot to, to like about this for its time. And I think that's what makes it such a classic. All right. You're going to start it? There you go. All right. Well, I, I, you know, I actually agree with all of those things. Uh, and I do think that Sonic Adventure has a very nice balance for what I would like the standard stories to be in the game series. Uh, that said, um, while Sonic Adventure revolves around events, uh, I think that Sonic Crusher 2 revolves around a certain event that is similar in a way, uh, there's an aspect of, of revenge that uh, both games seem to be telling where something happened in someone's past and in the present, they, they come back for revenge and try to destroy everything. The difference is that in 
Sonic Adventure 2, it's a little more personal. It's And because of that, the story really focuses on the character as well. And I honestly think that Sonic Adventure 2 is one of the games that, uh, while most of the games, if they have a what we call as a fan base a good story, you know, not like a bad one, um, usually it's just an enjoyable story. But no one expects them to be considered like masterpieces or anything like that. Sonic Adventure 2, even, you know, with flaws here and there, I feel has the nuances of good writing, uh, something that I probably could uh, call a masterpiece um, if I really got into it. Like, these are things that I wouldn't have thought of. Like, I always liked the story when I was younger, but now that I'm older and I'm more into writing and, and story stuff like that, I feel that there are things in Sonic Adventure 2 that people don't really give it credit for such as the mannerisms of certain characters, the things that they say, the symbolism behind it, which is very similar to like a lot of uh, like anime even. There's a, like a lot of the good anime storylines. And so I just think there's a lot of the, uh, things there in the storyline for Sonic Adventure 2 that people uh, overlook. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's, it's good that... You know, Sonic Adventure 2 has that flashback, right? That part in that storyline where you get to see what happened in the past and all that. But I do have to say, though, that in Sonic Adventure, you also have that, of course, as well. But what I really enjoyed is that you can actually be in the storyline, involved directly in that part. It takes you back. You're able to explore and actually be more immersed, I think, in the storyline from past events than you see in Sonic Adventure 2. And so I really enjoy that aspect of it too, because I, as, as I mentioned in the previous podcast, I am a big fan of anything time traveling. And that happens a lot in Sonic Adventure, as we all know. And I thought it was a really interesting element to have the storyline revolve around you sometimes going back, way back in the past, right? And uh, interacting with uh, Tikal, right? And the Echidna tribe and all that was really great i think it was, it was a great way to tie it back to the uh, original storyline on top of that too i mean we've we've said it before houston just said it as well right now it's really great that you're able to actually play as each character and have their own storyline follow that it, it's it's cool that you have that option available to you because a lot of people enjoy playing as particular characters I know we someone here on our team particularly enjoys playing as one character. Uh, you all know who that is. <laughs> and, you know, I think it's, it's really great that you have that and that you're able to just complete a storyline just purely with one character if you choose that. And it takes you back to the days of the classic Sonic games where you'd be able to compete only as Sonic or only as Tails or, you know, only as Knuckles. So I thought it was a good tie back to those good old days. Okay, now as it comes to me, I, I I agree with everybody how Sonic Adventure One was good and everything, but then it's still basic straightforward when it comes to the story in Sonic Adventure One. Eggman unleashes an evil force. Sonic and his friends have to stop it, but the only difference is they had six different people that had to get together with it. But when it comes to Sonic Adventure Two, there is so much going on. You have deceit, you have mistaken identity, criminal escape, you have a revenge scheme, 
and it's it is and and it's just with everybody's with, with everybody's individual where they have to go and eventually get together. It's just it blew the story in uh Sonic Adventure two really just surprised me more than the story in Sonic Adventure one. Sonic Adventure one, it's just straightforward. Go through all, go through everybody's story, get to the end, fight the big boss. It's over, yay! <laughs> but there's so much more going on in Sonic Adventure two. It just like you got like with the hero story, you got like I said, you got. Sonic having a Sonic having the uh break out of break out of police custody to find out the truth about what's really going on with his identity. When everybody thinks this black hedgehog is him. Then with Shadow, Shadow just comes out of nowhere. And with Eggman, him and Eggman working together, I mean I could go into full detail with this, but I mean Sonic Adventure 2, sorry, it just won my heart over Sonic Adventure 1. <laughs> but I, that's just all I have to end with that one. Go! Okay. Uh, I, I will agree that uh, SA2 definitely has more twists and turns and uh, more complexity in terms of its story. But I think uh, I think we're kind of downplaying that SA1 does a lot of that too. As far as uh, the revenge plot being more personal for Shadow, it's very personal for Chaos too. If you think about it, he devoted his life to protecting the Chow and uh, they were all wiped out right in front of them because of uh, a call's dad got greedy and decided we want the emeralds. So they basically wiped out an entire race and uh, that's happy stuff. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it's a huge character moment for not just chaos, but if you think about it, knuckles, he's having to, he spends this game having to correct the mistakes of his ancestors without even knowing why. It's a, uh, and uh, yeah, I think people downplay that a lot because yeah, SA two the whole story of a shadow it's great, it's a, uh, it's a it's a nice revenge story, and it's he has a good character art, but I think uh, I don't think chaos gets enough appreciation because he went through, he had to watch all those babies he was protecting, like get wiped out before his eyes for, pretty much no reason, and. Uh, and like, just uh, and it's very indicative of real life. Like, it's the first Sonic game that feels real in that sense. Like, wars have been started over things like that. Like, just invading other countries for very trivial reasons. And uh, yeah, that. So I think uh, I think Chaos's story is just as compelling in that sense as well as Knuckles. Um. I think they're just as compelling as shadows. So next, the category is characters and gameplay. Go! Well, when we're talking about characters and gameplay, you know, yes, the characters, I know what, I know what my friends in the SA2 team are probably going to counter with, that they're the same characters that are in SA2. However, however, might I add, in SA1, that's where you get to meet Big the Cat. That's where we really get to know Amy. I mean, yeah, she was in a previous game, but we didn't really get to know her. That's where we get to, you know, see more and really expand on storylines with the main characters, really establish 
main character arcs, which I think is so important. And if you don't start them right, how do you continue with them? So I think that they there was a lot of really great things that were done from an execution standpoint in that game. So honestly, if I had to be, you know, really looking at the the character side, that's where I'm going to with that. The gameplay side, the gameplay was great. It it handled well. It was I mean, really when you look at it, you look at the Nintendo 64, what they did with Mario, look at Dreamcast and what they did with Sonic Adventure and then translating that to the GameCube, right? It was great. And I think that really the gameplay for Sonic Adventure 1 really does beat Sonic Adventure 2 just from the standpoint of the intuitiveness, the ease of actually being able to go through and really do it. And right now I'm actually playing Sonic Adventure 1 on my PlayStation uh, 5 through PlayStation Now. And it same thing, it translates so well. So I'm just going to leave that one right there. Go! Well, in terms of gameplay in Sonic Adventure 1, I remember, uh, I think uh, when I was younger, I had a hard time transitioning into it at first because it was my first 3D game into the series. And once you get used to it, everything is fine but um yeah the gameplay is fine and i like it but in sonic adventure 2 i felt like the gameplay was a lot like the gameplay in sonic adventure 1 but a little bit easier to control and they added some things some gimmicks to it uh from sonic adventure 1 that carried over so to me i feel like the gameplay in sonic adventure 2 automatically has the advantage of building off of sonic adventure 1 as is like you run around you can do the spin dash, you can do the homing attack, you can control everything easily, but then you also have these uh, these rails that you can grind on. With uh, with Knuckles, I feel like he controls a little better, he's a little less slippery. Um, and by that, I, I extend to Shadow and Rouge as well. With the mechs, I think it's the one thing where maybe Gamma has the advantage. He controls a little better, he's a little less clunky. But I think that in terms of uh, not having to deal with like a timer... Uh, sure, it's fun in, in the short run, but for every stage, I feel like it's nice to be able to take your time and then blow up as many things as you can uh, with more available, too. So it's actually kind of ironic. Uh, I do know that people seem to uh, prefer the Sonic Adventure treasure hunting system, but personally, I, I didn't even notice the difference right away. I just know, uh, like, it was subconscious. I just know that it's easier in Sonic Adventure 1, which is good. But in Sonic Adventure 2, if I really just abide by the rules, I can gain higher a higher score by um, using that to my advantage, such as finding shards that aren't on the radar yet. So I, I agree. Uh, I mean, it definitely was easier in Sonic Adventure for, you know, Knuckles to find all those emeralds and whatnot. But I really enjoyed that you were able to play in the same levels that other characters got to play of course they weren't treasure hunting as well but you were able to still uh, be in those levels and of course since you're knuckles you actually get to explore more of those levels too so i thought that was a good addition right because thanks to knuckles we're able to actually uh, enjoy more of those levels for a longer time if you want to actually just walk around and not find those emeralds and i thought that was a good addition um but it was just so amazing that there were six playable characters in this game 
and you had to complete all the storylines in order to get to that final storyline, including Big the Cat, right? Like Houston said, we were introduced to Big the Cat in that. And true, sometimes I remember playing it and it, it took me a while to actually uh, pass some of his levels and whatnot. But I thought it was a fun addition to have this other character that is, you know, now fishing instead of, you know, like actually having like an action pack level. I thought that was a, a, a good uh, thing for it. And just looking at the other characters again, as I mentioned before, it's great that each one kind of has the similar levels. You know, of course, each one has like a different trajectory in the level. But the fact that you're able to play in most of the levels with the characters, I think it's great because you get to experience different levels with different characters and with uh, different additions to the levels themselves as well. And that's not something you could say about any other Sonic game especially on an individual basis. And I think that is something really special and fans of each character can enjoy their character because they get to play with them in the full game. Okay. Anyway, with when it comes to me, um, I like in Sonic Adventure 2 how they developed what they call the style system. The style system is basically like if you're at the height of a jump or a grind or whatever, you got extra points for jumping off at just the right point or jumping out at just the right time and got extra points. That's what I liked about Sonic too. And like, okay, like that was, that was just my uh, going between Sonic on both Sonic Adventure 2 and Sonic Adventure 1. Then you have Tails. When in, uh, in Sonic Adventure 1, the Tails levels was just like a Sonic versus Tails race, but Tails was flying throughout the whole entire stage. Yeah, that's good and all, but with the Tails stage Sonic Adventure 2, you have him in a mech. Come on now. The mech was the, was the bomb. I loved you driving the mech and just blowing everything sky high <laughs> in the mech. Then you have Knuckles in Sonic Adventure 1 and Sonic Adventure 2. No offense. But I did not like the treasure hunting in Sonic Adventure 1 compared to Sonic Adventure 2. Because in Sonic Adventure 1, like when your radar is going off and it's red and you're right on top of where the emerald's supposed to be, it's not there. I'm like, okay, what's going on? And it appears throughout the other side of the building. I'm like, what? Come on. As in with Sonic Adventure 2, it's right there. Like when, you, when, you're, when your radar's turning red, it's right there. And well, that's that's the only comparison. Then you have the fishing level with big mm, wasn't a high point of mine because like if you didn't catch a certain fish or the fishing line broke, it, so I still say Sonic Adventure Two was a little bit better with gameplay than it was when it came to Sonic Adventure One. Go. Okay, so um. Going off of uh, what Luis said, I think it was a uh, smart and a cool idea to uh, to have every character visit the same levels, which it may come across as lazy, but it, every iteration of it felt unique and like it it was all catered to each character. And I like that, like Red Mountain with Knuckles felt nothing like Red Nut Mountain with uh, Sonic. Like I, I thought that was, I think it was smart how they pulled that off. And uh, also, um. I think the characters just felt better than their counterparts in SA2. I think um I think Sonic was just felt 
faster and smoother than he ever has. I think it's something SA2 didn't even pull off as well. Not as well. I think it did a good job. But like the fact that the whole the temple and the mystic ruins, you can stand on the staircase, spin dash, and if you time it just right, you could jump all the way up to the top. That's one of the coolest feelings I had in the in those games. Like and I don't think that kind of thing is possible in uh SA2. And uh as for the radar I noticed that right away. Like I, I played SA2 first and when I started SA1 and I got to the knuckle stages and I saw two emeralds flashing at once, I was, I was like, that, that was something I never knew I needed. It was so helpful. Um, I thought they did it that so much better. Um, and uh, the point system, I do like the point system, but I'm, uh, this is more of a personal thing for me. I, I'm not the kind of person who goes for a high score. I I mostly just play for the experience. And overall, I think SA1 provides a better experience as far as the characters go. Cool. So next, we will go with uh, music. It should be a really good one because both games have a lot of great songs. So let's go, Houston. What do you got for us for music? Yes. So in talking about music, I love the music of Sonic Adventure 1. I love the score. I love the actual lyrical music. Everything about it, I mean, it's they did a really, really great job with, with this particular um, game in terms of just capturing uh, so much. Like, you, you start playing and it's just like, Oh, the Emerald Coast, like right off the right off the bat, the music is fantastic. And really, there's not a bad tune throughout the entire throughout the entire game. I mean, it, there's really nothing, uh, you know, nothing to more to say in terms of how good the quality of music is. But I also think that one of the big things here to note is, you know, there's um character I mean character specific themes that are in there too. And yeah, I know what I know what the other side's gonna say, right? Well yeah, it's over in SA2 as well. Of course, but I really like how it came out in Sonic Adventure 1. Just the way that everything was crafted, the way that everything was uh meticulously selected, I think they just did a, a fantastic job. So from a Sonic Adventure 1 perspective, it's it's really hard to beat I'm sorry. It's it's just really hard to beat, my friends. Go! All right. Well, I I I think that um, my personal taste is usually that I like uh, a variety of styles mixed together. I like um, so you know, there's a lot of things that I like with Sonic Adventure in regards to that and the music, of course, but um. I don't know, like with Sonic Adventure 2, I think uh, despite the fact that they stick mainly with one particular style and theme throughout the game, I think that they do it really well. It's sort of like how um, whenever whenever somebody like focuses on a specific thing, I think that they can excel in it versus uh, whenever they uh, spread it out and do multiple things. Uh, th- I mean, it's hard to say because I feel like they excel w- with that as well because Sonic music and in general is usually pretty good uh but i think that maybe because of that you don't really get to experience 
you don't really get to experience each uh, particular style as much as uh, you should, you know, like you, uh, I, it would be nice, like if they uh, did it more. And so I don't know, like for me, Sonic Adventure 2, I think is more theme based as well. Uh, I think Sonic Adventure 2 overall is just more personal to the characters than it is to the world around it. And it's really hard to say which is better. So you kind of just go with what you uh, like better or what you get into more while playing the game. And I think I do feel a bit more for the characters with their themes, like with the uh, with Live and Learn, for example. It's really hard to pit it against Open Your Heart, but I do feel like it is a bit more intense when you're in the boss battle, given the uh, overall scenario. And the same for the theme of each character is whenever it represents them. So music. So uh, I'm I'm gonna start with the first song that you hear. The first level, I should say, Emerald Coast. As Houston was mentioning it too, you, as a Sonic fan, you cannot say you don't remember this song by heart. Once you hear the song, you know it's the very first uh, Sonic level in a 3D form that you saw, right? That had better graphics, right? Especially everyone who bought the Dreamcast. It was like. First one they heard is the first one I heard when I played the demo for the first time in the Dreamcast. And it, it just has a really good uh, vibe to it, too. And it really translates to the beach environment, which is, of course, where that level is at. Also, got to say, you can't say you can't enjoy the Station Square song. I mean, if you play Sonic Adventure, you hear that song so much that it's just engraved in your mind. And you can't say the same for songs and Sonic Adventure 2 just because it doesn't have that open world environment and uh, I know to some people they might say well you just keep hearing the same song like really but something about that Station Square song is just so cool right so inspiring to continue on in your storyline and I thought that was great also each character also has their own theme and we hear it much more often than we do in Sonic Adventure 2 because again you could play as each character and then each character interacts with other characters who kind of have similar interactions if you play with the different characters. And so you hear that theme song for each one so many times, and that's great. Also, the final battle with Open Your Heart was a really great thing, and we see that in the intro. And also we just hear the rest of it at the end when you defeat Perfect Chaos. And then finally, I think it doesn't matter, version one is much more amazing than version two for Sonic Adventure 2, and it's great. Okay, yeah, for me, when it comes to the music, I'm going to say uh, Sonic Adventure 1, it, I do say that Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 had great music. They did. I, I mean, per, y'all probably heard on the on my top list in the last episode that I said that once the Chaos thing, Chaos thing 6 was one of my favorites, and well, I'm not going to go back into that episode. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is like, when it comes to Sonic Adventure 1, each stage that you played, even though the music was still the same, it was more like the music that was playing was more related to the stage of Sonic Adventure 1. As in, when it comes to Sonic Adventure 2, the songs were more character related. Like the songs they played in Sonic and Shadow stages, they made you think about Sonic and Shadow. They made you want to go fast in those in those stages. Then you got Tails and Robotnik stages. 
they had like a little science, sci-fi techie theme in the background with theirs. Made you want to go, made you want to be, you know, like a sci-fi, sci-fi uh, scientist throughout their stages. And, okay, now Rouge and Knuckles, they differ, so I'm going to go a little different path here. Rouge's songs, being that she was a spy, her, thing, her songs had that little espionage, jazzy theme in the background, and I really loved her songs. And then Knuckles, we always loved Knuckles raps. Yes, we did. Knuckles raps was the best. And I was like, I gotta say that, that the songs in Sonic Fish 2 were more character related, and they still have their own character songs in Sonic Fish 2, just as they do in Sonic Adventure 1. But I feel like them songs in Sonic Adventure 2 really like, okay, I gotta admit, Sonic Adventure 1, the songs were just updated versions. But in Sonic Adventure 2, they just, really touched the spirit more. So I like, I say Sonic Adventure 2 songs were a bit better. Go! Uh, so, one thing that SA1 stages did that SA2 didn't was there were different songs. It, it's kind of like what the classic games did, or at least Sonic 3 and Knuckles. It was almost like two acts in each stage. It just didn't address it as such. Like in, uh, when you're going through Windy Valley in SA1, um, it's playing some music, and then you go in the tornado, different music, and then you end up in the sky. It's different music. It does that for every single stage, and I think that's cool. It, like it transitioning from one from one set piece to another. I think that's something it does well that SA2 doesn't uh, do. Um, also, I love SA2's music. I adore it, but I feel like uh, there there aren't enough tracks there. There aren't many lighthearted or whimsical tracks. I feel like SA1 does better in that department. There, there's a there's a lot more uh, tracks that are just fun, like Emerald Coast. Um, also, at, for the whole the stages uh, fitting the character rather the environment or the music fitting the characters, I do like that approach. But the thing is, um, I feel like that's that's also a that's already accomplished by them having the character themes. So I, I prefer the music suiting the environments. Not that I hate the SA2 approach with the characters. I think that's cool. I just prefer uh, SA1s there. And also um, SA1 has Gamma's theme, which is one of my favorite tunes ever. I could go on a rant about his, uh, like that whole, like someone, Someone pointed out how his theme is kind of like a metaphor for his whole life. It starts off like sounding all techno and then it slowly becomes more and more organic sounding. You get piano and violin, kind of like his his character. All right. Our next category is design and structure. Go! So from an overall design and structural standpoint, I mean, like I said, groundbreaking. The, the game was groundbreaking. And maybe I'm in the minority here, but as graphics get better, as things change, people go, oh, oh, it needs to be better. I personally loved the aesthetic. I loved the way that it, the game felt, the way that it was structured in terms of layout for the, for the you know, for everything from the save menu, from the, you know, um, just the overall graphics and feel that you had playing it, it just, I don't know, something about it screams 90s to me. It just does. 
90s CGI 3D, right? That's what it screams. And I I like that. I really do. And, you know, I, and I mean, it's hard to compare. And I will say it's hard to compare apples and oranges here because SA2 is a little bit more updated in terms of the graphics. But, you know, just when you put the aesthetic, the structure, the feel that you get in SA1 with the story and the characters, it's what makes it such a classic. It really is. And I think that, you know, from an argument perspective, that's really where I, I would stand on that front. Go! Well, for me, I think that I like... Um, I, I In this case, okay, uh, I'm going to say that, ironically, I think I do like the structure in SA1 a little bit more. But... But here's the thing, though. In SA2, like I said, I think this, I feel um, based around the story, the structure is more complementing because the structure in Sonic Adventure 1 gives us different perspectives for the different characters where if you took them away, sometimes it wouldn't really uh, change the story itself much. They could combine them together and it wouldn't change much. But with Sonic Adventure 2, I feel like, and this is actually confirmed, actually, that the the story came first in this game before the the stages themselves. And I believe that, like, the structure probably also revolves around that as well. And so I think that the structure revolves around the theme of the game, which is light versus dark, you know, and, like, you have the light versus the dark, and really, it, it's kind of like a... a the, a better version of shadow the hedgehog you have like the light versus dark and it focuses on shadow and like what exactly is it that he's going to do in the end and so to me i feel like it there's more of like a, a message there just in the structure itself you have the map to kind of like just show like where everything is in relation to each other i like that the map showed to give you a hint that green hill zone was even there before you even knew it could be unlocked i like uh that the structure is so option based. Even in the the theme settings, you can set like characters to like be the theme of the menu screen, and even unlock a theme character such as the secretary and Maria. So I thought all of those things were a lot cooler. So looking at, at design, you know, I, I I agree with Houston too. Like it, it did, Sonic Adventure did have that '90s five as well and and i think being that first sonic adventure you know we we had just come out of the 90s right almost uh, literally and uh it, it was a good first step into this new uh modern age of sonic right as as uh, the foundations for that and i particularly and en- really enjoyed that really like seeing that and, and even to this day right still playing the game you still get that feel right especially now that we're so used to a, a different kind of a, a Sonic and different kind of graphics and all that. And I think it, it just has you appreciate that much more. And I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I thought it was good. Uh, Structure-wise, you know, they they did do a better job, in my opinion, too. Like, I, I think that it, it follows a, a good order. I know what you're trying to say, Axe, that, yeah, if you take one character, it, it was almost like it wouldn't make a difference. But... You know, that there are some characters, I think, that you could say it could make a difference. I mean, uh, I, I look at different characters like E-102, right? Or E-101. And 
Big the Cat. Like the, these are characters that intertwine with the other storylines too. But I think if you take them away, it could change the storyline itself. And so I, I really enjoyed that structure of it too, where you got introduced to a new character instantly. Now you could play with that character too, but that character adds something to everything else, to the whole like storyline. And so I, I enjoyed that aspect of it too. It was really well structured and it, it got you to get to know the other characters, I think fairly well. So I think they, they accomplished that um, in a really good way. Okay, as for me, when it comes to graphic and structure, I mean, I agree with you guys when they said it gave, gives you a 90s feel to uh, Sonic Adventure 1, but then you got to think about Sonic Adventure 2 because it was like it was like an update to the design. You, there was more, there was more, uh, there, it was more, much more graphics to, to, to the design of Sonic and Shadow and, uh, and other characters. But I do admit they went a little overboard on Rouge because she was looking kind of, you know what ish <laughs> in the graphics department. <laughs> if you catch my drill. <laughs> I was like, okay, they should have toned Rouge down a little bit. <laughs> but I guess it's how they, how they were just displaying her. But the structure of the game, like with uh with us going between like you're in the hero story mode, you're going between the three characters that you use in the hero in the hero mode. And dark mode going through with three characters. I like that kind of structure. And the map and stuff that uh Axe mentioned. I like how they that with the axe it with the with the map, it's like when you went to go and do the other missions to get your ranks and stuff, the map was really, really helpful in the end. Showing you where you were, how your development was going and everything. I was like, okay, so maybe I was like, I got an A that time, but in the next mission, I got a B. Maybe I need to do something better to get the A. So yeah, I, the, the the graphics and structure of Sonic Adventure Two really spoke to me. I'm end with that. Go. Um. So as far as graphics go, uh, this kind of goes back to what I was saying about music how um, I appreciated that SA1 had more uh, uh, lighthearted songs. It kind of goes the same for the graphics. The graphics, uh, like uh, Houston and Louise were saying, it, it does feel much more 90s in that regard. It feels more colorful, more bright, more vibrant. Chet, like uh, Song Adventure 2, is, uh, it looks a lot darker, which makes sense. It's a darker game, has a darker story. But um, I don't know. I, I just feel like um, the the way they the way that SA one's presented, it just feels more colorful. It feels more like Sonic to me. Um, and also as far as the structure, I, I do like the level select thing in SA two, but um, I prefer the adventure fields. I I prefer because uh, because it feels like you're organically like naturally going from one stage to another through these transition points. And uh, not only do you get to like see other characters and be like, Oh my God, what's tails doing here? Or what's big, the cat doing in the desert? You know, um, it's, it, it's cool. Cause uh, you're wondering 
why they're here, how they got here, what they're doing. And you get to see that once you go through their story, just the whole narrative of everyone having their own point of view and getting to see all of them separately is cool. Um, even through just the gameplay and that story and also getting to talk with the people at station square and learn their individual stories. Like I found all those interesting. That's probably something that a lot of people would overlook, but I don't know. I think that was a really charming touch that added to the overall structure of it. Cool. So last let's go with the impact it had on the fan base uh, slash series. Houston, what do you got for us? Go! So from an impact perspective, I want everybody to think the first time that, for me, walking into a Target, going to back when they had like the, you could test the games type of thing, and seeing Sonic Adventure, right? That was a moment that I will forever stay with me. Because I remember... It was Emerald Coast was the demo and the Orca that was, you know, you're running on the boardwalk and the Orca is like destroying it behind you. Like, oh, it just did. I mean, it just captivated me. And I nothing, I mean, no matter what has come since has captivated me in a Sonic game like that. And I know that there are many other people out there where, you know, they felt they felt something very similar because this is the first time we're seeing Sonic in a 3D game setting comparable to Mario 64, maybe, you know, a little bit better. But, you know, I really think that there was something just awesome and so um, exhilarating in seeing that and feeling that and impact on the fan base. There would be no Sonic Adventure 2 without Sonic Adventure 1, friends. There would be no you know, no continuation if there wasn't for that. Sonic Adventure 2 builds upon the foundation by which Sonic Adventure set. So really, if we're talking about, you know, what impact does it have on the fan base? Anything Sonic Adventure 2 does was built from what Sonic Adventure 1 established. So I would like to just point that out. And I'm absolutely curious to see what other people's thoughts are on this matter. But from a fan base perspective, there you have it, my friends. Go! Well, from a fan base perspective, Sonic Adventure 2 pretty much is responsible for half of its existence right now. So let's just start with that. Um, You know, it does build on the foundation of Sonic Adventure 1, which gives it the advantage. It does all the things Sonic Adventure 1 did. Well, not all of it. Okay, it does a lot of things that Sonic Adventure 1 did. It does them a little bit better. It does some new things. And I think it's a bit more uh, theatrical. And I think it draws people in a little bit more. Uh, you know, you have Shadow there. Uh, aside from, like, the story that I think is really good, you also have on the surface that very basic, uh, you know, kind of like a, a little bit of that um, that cool nature to it that just draws people in when they first see it it has a lot more uh to it just has a lot more to it where a newcomer can look at it and be like oh this looks cool let me try it out especially since it ended up getting ported to the gamecube right away and then being available to more people that that's one thing that helped it but you know it's not going to do anything if it doesn't draw in attention 
because once Sonic Adventure DX came out, people who were introduced to Sonic Adventure uh, 2 first could easily see that as like, oh, here's a new Sonic game now. Let me try it because I like Sonic Adventure 2. Or it could be their introduction. And it just it isn't responsible for uh, adding as many people as Sonic Adventure 2 is. And on top of that fact, um, Sonic Adventure is built on the foundation of like all the past Sonic games as well. All the games, you know, are in hindsight, uh, kind of a reflection of like some of the past games, or at least they attempt to be. Go! So, without a doubt, Sonic Adventure had a big impact on the fan base. I mean, going back to what Houston said, I mean, Mario 64 was the first uh, 3D Mario game. Well, Sonic Adventure was the first 3D Sonic game. We've never seen Sonic in this way, too. We had never played a game quite like this with an open-world environment that had all these things that you could do in the open world, and you could choose your own level, actually walk to the level organically, too, not just select it on the screen. That was great. That forced you to actually explore the, the world of Sonic Adventure, and I think a lot of people really enjoyed that from that game. Next, another thing is it introduced the Sonic world to the Chow Garden. Like, we, no one had idea that that was even going to be a thing in the Sonic franchise, and that, let alone that it was going to be something that a lot of people would be spending hours on. Uh, and uh, I can relate to that too. And going back through all the levels and, you know, making sure you got the animals and, everything else too, just to make sure you can go back to the garden and uh, continue to grow your chow. And this game introduced us to that, right? To the chow races, to all that. And it's it's great that we are able to see that with this game. Also, it was one of the best games on the Sega Dreamcast, which for all of you who are as old as we are and were around that time, you know that there was a big craze over the Dreamcast and Sonic Adventure was that number one go-to game that everyone wanted to have. I also played the demo just like Houston, and I am pretty sure it made a lot of people feel really impressed, and a lot of people wanted to buy it. And you can't say the same thing about any other game because that was the first best Dreamcast game and the one everyone wanted. Okay, when it comes to the fan base theory, fan base theory with me, it's like, I'm going to get a little personal because even though I did have a Dreamcast and I knew about Sonic Adventure 1 and Sonic Adventure 2 on both systems, I could not get them. I grew up in a household where like gaming was only good to a certain age, then you had to give it up. But it was thanks to my father that my love for gaming never died because he gave me what I wanted. But then came for Faithful Day that my Dreamcast was brutally stolen from my hands. Not from my hands. It was taken from my home. And I thought that my dream of games was be gone forever. But my dad reignited it again when he brought me the GameCube. And that's when I got back into the Sonic fan base. Because I kind of fell off the rail because my Dreamcast was gone. But he brought it back and that's when I played Sonic Adventure 2. Then... Later on, they came out with Sonic Adventure DX, and I hit, and I was able to get it and hit and hit it up, see what it was like. Gotta admit, though, there was one mode on that game that kind of annoyed me in Sonic Adventure DX. But I'm not gonna talk about it. 
But Sonic Adventure 2 Battle was my first game I played on my GameCube over any other game. So, yeah, still, that one's in my head, in, in my heart, because, I mean, it was, it was the first one I played when I got back into the fan base because I fell off. So, but, yeah. Go! Uh, so, SA2 was my first GameCube game, too, so it definitely left a bigger impact on me personally. So I, I definitely feel you on that. Um, and yeah, we can say that uh, SA2 wouldn't have done all those things if Adventure 1 didn't do it first, but then Adventure wouldn't have done those things if the previous games hadn't done it first, and so on and so forth. But uh, I think, um, in hindsight, Sonic Adventure was a game with a lot of firsts. Like, it was the first time, it was the first 3D game, not counting 3D Blast. Um, it was the first game where you got to play as multiple characters and see the story from their perspective. It, it introduced the Chow. Um, it brought us Crush 40. And and um, I think the biggest thing Adventure does uh, is, is how much it expands the lore. Like, probably more than any other Sonic game. Like, we didn't have a whole lot to go on before then. Like it takes what we know about the chaos and master Emerald and it just, it, it, it blows it out of proportion. Like we get chaos. We get all these creatures who hang around the shrine. We get to see more into knuckles ancestors um, and, and all that stuff. Like it expands on the lore so much. And I think that's the biggest impact it's, it's made overall. I think that's the reason that, that, stories past that like sa2 heroes and and stuff like that were able to like derive from that so um yeah i think uh i think that's the biggest impact it had overall well that was a really interesting a really interesting versus battle and we'll leave it up to you the listener to let us know who won this versus sonic adventure one or two and also, what do you think? Please let us know on our social media, on our group as well. You could join Sonic the Hedgehog Zone fans. Search for that on Facebook. But with that being said, let's go to the moment everyone's been waiting for. Blue Rumor. Welcome, 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 friends, to the Blue Rumor section. The first thing I want to do before we get started is I want to congratulate Sega and Team Sonic for reaching over 1 billion copies sold of Sonic games since 1991. I, that's huge. That is, think about it. There are seven, over 7 billion people on this planet. They've sold a, over a billion copies since 1991. That's huge. That's so big. And, you know, I, I gotta hand it to him. So bravo, bravo to, bravo to Sonic Team, Sega. That's just tremendous. There's so we talked about some rumors not so long ago with regards to potentially a, a Sonic Adventure three or something along those lines. I have been getting some substantiated reports that there's going to be a new 3D Sonic game. That is in line with what we've seen previously, but it may not be Sonic Adventure 3, 
it's going to be something else. What? I don't have all the details on that yet, but I think it's going to drive fans absolutely nuts because we are entering the 30th year of Sonic and they've been preparing to launch something. What was the day that Sonic first debuted? What was, does anybody know the day back in 1991? You mean the first game or are you talking about like, uh, you're talking about the, his, the anniversary basically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, um, June 23rd, 1991. Yep, June 23rd, 1991. So from what I'm what I'm gathering, that we're going to be seeing about a, a June-July release date for this game. I think I an announcement's coming fairly soon. Probably within the next, I want to say month, we're going to be getting an announcement. What were you going to say, Axe? Well, I was going to say something, but then I'm going to leave it for the final ring thing whenever I add uh, some oh. notes to our little debate. Oh, okay. Uh, the format and structure of this particular game, um, there's going to be probably some new gameplay features there for next-gen console and whatnot. I imagine that this could potentially be across all platforms, but I'm not certain on that, just because there's... There's a lot of what ifs. And until we have something substantial from Sega, uh, not a ton for us to really dive into on that. So really, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But, you know, based on what we talked about previously in a, a previous Blue Rumor section, um, what do you guys think? Do you think that this is plausible? Do you think that there really is uh, a, a game coming? If so, what would you like to see? What are some of the things that you would like this game to be about? Or what do you think this game could even be about? That's something that I think is uh, up for a pretty good discussion. And we could probably go into that in depth for quite some time. But we would be very interested to know everybody's thoughts. So if you have a thought, any of our listeners out there, please leave a comment. Let us know what you think. What, what would you like to see? What are some of the things that you're thinking could be coming down the pipeline for our Blue Blur friend? And do I potentially hear anything for that beautiful, beautiful Echidna anywhere? Anywhere? Maybe he's going to be in it? I don't know. Maybe? I hope. I wanted them to make a Knuckles video game. At some point, he'll take over the franchise. But anyway, back to this. So I'm, I'm excited to see what what actually comes out and when and when this news will drop and Stay tuned right here because we will we will be sharing that as soon as we have it. So that's it for the blue rumor section today. Yeah, it's it's a really exciting uh, upcoming year for for the franchise with the 30th anniversary. And yeah, I, I join in the congratulations there with you, Houston. It's an amazing mark to say that you you sold over a billion games. That's not something you could say like just uh, any any day with a, a video game series. So. Really uh, awesome to to see our favorite blue blur be the one that is achieving that. So let's go to our final segment of the show, our final ring. Let's start first with Luke. What is your final ring, Luke? Um, I'm just ready to hear more about uh, this anniversary. Hopefully, like Houston said, I keep thinking, is it going to be a boost game? Is it going to be Adventure Three? Probably not, but still, um, that's my uh, that's pretty much my final ring. Yeah, cool. Well, next, let's go with you, Shalise. What's your final ring? 
Well, for me, my final ring, just to cap out on what we was talking about when our discussion our versus mode. Don't don't get me wrong, I loved both games, but I had to go with what I played first. I played Sonic Adventure 2 Battle first, but as for the rumor, I mean, Sega dropped this bomb, so I really, really hope that them dropping this bomb is going to equal to a big explosion in the fan base for it. I hope it equals out to something really big for the 30th, and that's my final ring. Yeah, that, that was definitely a, an interesting... Uh thing right that they dropped uh, on twitter that, that we were talking about so we'll see what happens there so next let's go back to you houston all hell shadow um no i you know for my final ring today i really we talked about sonic adventure and sonic adventure 2 fantastic games both are fantastic games really it's hard to really say that you know one is better than the other because we all know which one started it all sonic adventure so you know, I think that, uh, you know, everybody made some great points today and I'm excited. You know, like I said, almost every week we're excited about what's coming and what's happening. And I'm just, uh, you know, I, I really do appreciate the Sonic Adventure games. And if they did wind up doing a Sonic Adventure 3, Sonic just turning 30, Sonic 3, yeah, just saying. But, um, you know, if that ever were to come, I mean, it would be it would be fantastic. So. Uh, that is my final ring. Awesome. Cool. And uh, next, uh, let's go with you, Mr. X. It's your final ring. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to try and uh, keep this as organized as I can, because a lot of these are notes of things from the debate. I won't call this debate material, but just like uh, extra notes I thought of that I couldn't respond to. Uh, like first was something that Luke said about um, the personalized story for chaos versus shadow. And uh, I wanted to clarify that by personalized, I meant that they could focus more on shadow, his perspective, his ideologies and mannerisms himself. So you can see like his side of it. And in Sonic Adventure 1, uh, chaos was kind of always seen in third person. And then in regards to Knuckles, I think there is a missed opportunity where it focused a lot on his duty with the Master Emerald, but it didn't really focus on his connection to his past. With the gameplay, I mean, I just got to say, I mean, Big the Cat is in Sonic Adventure 1, and his gameplay also kind of sucks. But Sonic Adventure 2 has Amo Chow more, but then again, you can beat him up, and it's pretty hilarious. And then again, to Luke, uh, I, I just wanted to point out that with Knuckles' stages, I needed to get those points because I needed to get A ranks to unlock all that content you can unlock in Sonic Adventure 2. It's one of the only Sonic games that I think I could spend hours in the two-player mode with out of like all the Sonic games, uh, aside from any of the party games that are focused on that. And in regard to the music, uh, Emerald Coast is beautiful, Luis. But you did say in a past episode that Escape from the City is like an anthem to the fan base. Sonic Adventure 1 is a bit more standard, having a diverse and sometimes whimsical track. But uh, but then again, Sonic Adventure 2 also has Mission Street, which is pretty whimsical, and the Chow Gardens, which, by the way, the Chow Gardens uh, introduced in Sonic Adventure 1. But when it comes to playing them for hours, I'm pretty sure people are talking about Sonic Adventure 2. And I guess I, I wouldn't really credit Sonic Adventure 1 for being first, because in a way, that means I can credit Sonic Adventure 2 for being the last. Since after that, we just got Sonic Heroes, which, you know, no, 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 sh no shade thrown to Sonic Heroes, but Sonic Adventure 2... Sonic Heroes, I mean, come on. You, you know, come on. But now I'm going to talk about something that uh, you just said right now, Houston. This will be the last thing I'm going to talk about for the, from the Blue Rumor section. You mentioned 
that the new game, it could be a game that's coming out around the anniversary date. Sort of like Sonic Adventure 2. You know, I'm kind of thinking something Shalice said too. Sonic Adventure 2 and Sonic Generations were both really great uh, decade transition titles. So hopefully the 30th anniversary will be an explosion uh, for the better the way Sonic Adventure 2 and Sonic Generations did. And in regards to a Knuckles game, like a new Knuckles game, I I think, I'm I'm just going to throw this out here, very last sentence, I think that this should be our next episode. Your turn, Luis. Well, I know Houston really loved that statement that you just said. <laughs> so for my final ring, uh, I'll start with one thing that you mentioned too on, on your final ring X. Uh, so I do consider that song to be an anthem for Sonic uh, uh, games in general. But I do have to say that in the long run, if we look at, if we put both playlists together, there are still more songs that you know I recall from Sonic Adventure 1 and they're more memorable because there are some songs that you just hear more in that game than you do in Sonic Adventure 2. But, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that I ended up choosing Sonic Adventure 1 over 2 because, one, it had more songs. And if you recall, my number one song, It Doesn't Matter, was the version for Sonic Adventure 1. And so that kind of sold it there. But also because on Sonic Adventure, you get to play as individual characters and you have that storyline with them and you have that open world environment where you have to actually travel to that level if you want to play whatever level you want to play and so i thought that was phenomenal and i really uh in- enjoyed that aspect of it as well but overall you know i have to say in the sonic adventure series none of us could can argue here that both sonic adventure 1 and sonic adventure 2 left a big impact in the Sonic fan base. And I would even say that we probably gained a lot more fans thanks to these two games because they're just that memorable and they've left a mark on people because of how amazing both were. And so this is why I think it was really hard for us here to do an episode, a versus episode on these two adventure games because at the end of the day, they are really amazing titles and there's a lot that they really contributed to to the Sonic world. And, you know, we're, we're all thankful as fans. And I think that's why we've been hearing people want Sonic Adventure 3 ever since Sonic Adventure 2 was such a hit as well. And so hopefully it happens, you know, but if it doesn't happen, at least we were able to get two really decent adventure games. And, you know, we have those. We're still going to play them. You heard Houston play Sonic Adventure 1 still. Uh, I was playing... Sonic Adventure 2 the other day as well. And so we always come back to these games no matter what. You know, I think those games are never going to get old uh, regardless of uh, time. And they're just exactly like the classic games that I know any one of us here would play for hours. <laughs> well, with that being said, uh, thank you everyone for listening to us. If you haven't subscribed to us yet, please give us a subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. It'll help you get notifications every time we post a new podcast. And also, if you can leave a review wherever you leave reviews, there are certain platforms like Apple Podcasts that allow you to leave a review on our podcast page. So if you could do that, that would be great. Please let us know. And even also future episode topics. If there's something that you would really want to see us talk about, then feel free to share that with us. You can find us at The Hedgehog Zone on Twitter and Instagram. On Facebook, you can find that as well. You can also join our Facebook group, 
Sonic the Hedgehog Zone fans. So please join that, join the conversations with other Sonic fans and also with the topics that we talk about on this podcast episode and on previous episodes as well. So thank you all for listening to tonight's episode. We'll catch you on the next time here on the Hedgehog Zone. Stay tuned for this really special PSA. Have a good day, everyone. Stay safe. And that's a wrap. Now, which way is it? Hey, Shadow. I see you're already focused on your next mission. I don't mind helping. Thanks for the offer, but I can do this on my own. You can, but you don't have to. By the way, if you're looking for Eggman's base, it's that way. Huh? Fine. Let's go. There's nothing wrong with being a loner, but having cooperation skills is useful too. And we all know the world could really use it right about now. Never be afraid to ask for help or accept help from others. Sonic says... <laughs>